Pacific waves from RNZ Pacific. Coming up first. I'm really sorry to say this, but by far the worst election that I've seen in my experience. PNG's election woes continue as key official resigns amid allegations of electoral fraud. There's a lot involved in that uh, project that uh, is going to promote in Fiji. Nui to prioritise its new ocean project at next week's Pacific Islands Forum and... We found that the Tongan community, we are the biggest uh, consumer of pork meat per capita. A Tongan community body voices concern about proposed changes to New Zealand's pork laws. Election woes in Papua New Guinea continue to pile up with the sudden resignation today of a returning officer for Port Moresby Northeast and the indefinite suspension of voting in the National Capital District electorate. Billy George's resignation at lunchtime on Friday comes after widespread public criticism was levelled at his election manager, Kila Raleigh, after they tried to blame candidates for polling delays in the capital. RNZ Pacific's correspondent in Papua New Guinea, Scott Waide, says problems with polling in Port Moresby are a telling indicator of just how poorly this year's election is being managed, given it is the most well-resourced and accessible constituency in the country. I spoke with Mr Waide not long after the shock resignation was announced. It's been a chaotic start to the NCD elections, uh, the National Capital District elections, and, and you know, What's frustrating is that this is the most connected province in in the country. It has roads, it has access, it has um, uh, in access to information. So it's been very frustrating for people to see the delays for the first day, and then it, it's dragged on into the week. Um, there was a press conference uh, before yesterday uh, where. The election manager, NCD election manager, basically blamed candidates for delaying it and blamed social media. And uh, he copped a lot of flack for, for, from that news conference as well, both within Papua New Guinea and overseas as well, from Papua New Guineans living overseas. So it, it wasn't a really good day for them the day before yesterday. Um, today, there's been further delays. Um, there's been reports of interference, uh, of ballot boxes being moved around without uh, apparently without permission and the returning of officer for Mosby Northeast and he was the one if you saw the video he was the one sitting on the left of the NCD election manager uh, Kila Ralai so that guy's come out and said polling for uh, Mosby Northeast have uh, issued instructions for it to be delayed uh, indefinitely and that the electoral commissioner will decide on what to do and when the polling will happen. And as of today, I've also submitted my resignation. So that's been like a bombshell for everyone. It, it, totally unexpected, totally unexpected. And uh, that came as a shock. So there, there are bound to be more delays as they try to scuffle around, uh, trying to find a, a returning officer for that electorate. There's also um, some instances of children voting that, that we're seeing? Is that right? Um, yeah, it, it appears to be, you know, very disturbing. Uh, and, and we've previously heard reports about it, but this is uh, far more blatant. Like, uh, you've got pictures of kids showing their painted fingers, uh, inked fingers, showing that they've actually voted. Uh, and we've got uh, videos circulating of uh, ballot papers being tampered with and marked and uh, by people who are not even uh, 
working with the Electoral Commission and done in the presence of police because in one of the videos you can see a, a, a police uniform. So it's become... It, it, this is, I, I guess, in my 24 years working in the media, this is by far the worst election that... Uh, and I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but by far the worst election that I've seen in my experience. So, yeah, it, it's very disturbing, very disturbing. And is um, are, there, are there, like, is it just one, one problem part of the country that's having these issues, or is it quite widespread? It, it, um, I gather it will be widespread uh, once polling ends and the reports start coming out, because uh, in rural areas it's really difficult to police. And if you have just one policeman guarding uh, a village, um, you know, somebody will decide that this is the person that we're going to vote for, so he, he, bring your ballot papers and we'll mark them for you. That, that's the kind of situation that we've, we're usually faced in rural areas. Look at, looking at the still early days for the, the polling over the weekend and into next week, what, what are we expecting apart from the, the, the obvious delays that you've reported on? What are the next steps for polling going forward? Yes, some, some electorates uh, will, be, will be starting counting in the next uh, two, three days. Um, but others are yet to go into polling. The you know the places where there are difficulties getting to, like the rural districts, um, and you know getting to the district capitals is fine. But getting into the into the ward areas and into places where there are no road access, uh, that could be you know you could experience delays of up to a week, uh, two weeks maybe, uh, just trying to get the ballot boxes uh, into those places. So. Uh, given the weather, if the weather holds up uh, in the northern region, it's uh, sunny now, uh, dry season. Um, uh, in other places, it may be wet season. So, you know, it, there could be even more delays if there's uh, uh, flight delays. The Niue High Commissioner to New Zealand says climate issues and its ocean conservation project, Niue Ocean Wide, known as NOW, and Niue Nukutulea Multi-Use Marine Park, will be high on the Niue delegation agenda at the Pacific Islands Forum next week. Fisa Ingilisi Pihinya told RNZ Pacific reporter Lydia Lewis Niue's delegation will be promoting it at the Forum in Fiji. He says plans are also underway for the Premier's first official visit to New Zealand following the forum. Pihinya says both meetings will be centred around the now public-private partnership Ocean Project. There's a lot involved in that project that New is going to promote in Fiji, creation of the Ocean Conservation Credit. And those are the things that will also be highlighted here in Wellington during his visit after the the forum uh, visit, that, that's one of uh, the uh, main important uh, uh, issue that uh, he will be doing here in Wellington, apart from his official uh, engagement with the Prime Minister and other uh, minister here in uh, Wellington and also the new community. So he'll be here from uh, Sunday uh, up to Thursday night and he'll be on his way back to Auckland. Uh, to travel on to the uh, Commonwealth Games, I believe. And this visit with the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, will be his first official visit to New Zealand in his official role. Tell me about the significance of this, and will you be attending as well? 
Yes, I will be attending with him to accompany him to all his uh, his meeting. But his uh, main objective here is because of uh, uh, his first state visit. It's a bit late uh, on during his term, but that uh, you know, the COVID restriction has uh, causes that to uh, for him not to visit earlier than uh, now. But uh, he, he's going to, uh, I believe, he's going to discuss with uh, the Prime Minister uh, the um, special relationship between New Zealand and Niue, looking towards, uh, you know, 2024 will be the 50th anniversary of uh, self-government with free association with New Zealand. Yeah, that's one area I believe he will be discussing with the Prime Minister. And the other issue is related to uh, not really COVID because COVID is now action has been taken to assist anyway with the the, the um, you know the current um, COVID infection in New at the moment and the New Zealand uh, health uh, people uh, doctors and nurses and uh, travel up to New on the New Zealand Air Force to provide that the support for the New health team. But his other main issue, I believe, will be discussing the uh, the climate issue, which is uh, that's very important, not only to Nui but to the Pacific, and how you know the two countries can uh, you know manage that uh, through security, not security military security, but uh, security from uh, climate change, the effect of climate change, and uh, discussing uh, ongoing on his visit here, and um, he will also be meeting with the uh, UN community here in Wellington. Uh, the events will have, has been prepared, but still a uh, draft one, uh, including the um, uh, event uh, to be held at the Parliament uh, Wednesday evening at uh, 5 o'clock. And that's also when uh, Premier will be presenting uh, or promoting the uh, um, the now project, uh, not only to the UN community, but also to others that be attending that uh, that event on, on on Wednesday. And for our listeners who haven't heard about the now project, obviously RNZ Pacific have written stories about it, and it is very significant. Can you please explain a little bit about it? It's been you know years in the making. It is. It is uh, a long time coming. And um, Niue has come up with the, uh, the, the, it's been approved and it's promoting the project for support, not only uh, New Zealand, but other donors in order to, uh, to, uh, to, you know, to, to highlight the, uh, the, the project because some other countries are looking at uh, the Pacific Blue and also uh, the, that, that's part of the, uh, the uh, forum's uh, uh, meeting that will be covered in this uh, forum meeting is about the Pacific. And uh, there's a lot involved, but uh, for Niue, it's included in our uh, exclusive economic zone, and it's a huge area that has been uh, declared a conservation area, which includes the um, our, the beverage risk. So uh, in order to, uh, you know, support this uh, pr- program, 
uh, New Age is uh, promoting it, and uh, they they are asking for support from New Zealand and and other donor countries uh, to, to support this effort. A new draft welfare code for pigs in Aotearoa, which includes the banning of farrowing crates, is concerning to the local Tonga Advisory Council. The National Animal Welfare Advisory Committee drafted the new code following a High Court ruling in November 2020. It's proposing a range of changes to the way pigs are cared for, including increased space allowances, restrictions on farrowing crates and an increased weaning age. But the chairperson of the Tongan Advisory Council, Meli Nomaka, said the law, if passed, would make pork products more expensive, impacting Tongans, as whole pork carcasses are commonly offered as tributes in traditional ceremonies. He spoke with RNZ Pacific reporter Finau Punua, who began by asking him to explain the ceremonial significance of pork in Tongan and Pacific culture. I, I think in particular for the, the Pacific and especially the our Tonga community, you know, because um, I remember I used to to work on a, on a uh, project for the um, Windish Report, um, and we did a survey and we came, we found that the Tonga community we are the um, we are the biggest uh, consumer of pork meat per capita, and but in in particular for this this thing here the the, the the New Zealand uh, produce pork meat, you know, especially the. It is very significant to our, our Pacific and Tongan community in terms of uh, cultural requirements. You know. Not only like um, we started from uh, the death of a child, we celebrated with a, a, a pig on a spit and being do the um, death day um, wedding, um, any any celebration, any funerals, you know. It's, um, the, the pork meat is quite significant, but what I actually um, I'm concerned about is some proposed changes that coming. You know, that the government is actually putting through. It does not really consider the, a community like us, because if um, if those um, uh, code of compliance uh, have to be um, uh, have, have to be met by some of the pig farmers, some of them will, will go out of business. And when they go out of business, there will be less and less uh, um, uh, pork produced for our, our uh, Pacific and Tongan community. And, and I think that, um, that, that the government haven't even... Even I, I was trying, when I I saw the uh, a piece of talking about the proposed change, I tried to get uh, get, get in touch with um, the Minister of Primary Industry. You know, nobody, nobody ever retained my... My inquiry, you know, and and submission is, is closed tomorrow. So I, um, I prefer to just discuss it with them, you know, before we, before I put up the media release. But because they they haven't retained my uh, my inquiry, I, and I decided just to to warn the public, you know, because this this thing will have a huge impact on on the supply for um for for our Pacific and Tongan community. Are you disappointed because um, I, I've also heard from pig farmers as well. They felt they were being left out of the discussion. Are you dis- are, are you disappointed? Do Do you feel like um? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because this is is a is a major change, you know. And and I think that they 
because of of the um, um, of the way that the, um, it, it looks good from you know that the government is is has been um, putting some 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 real um, harsh uh, changes due to the um, you know the code of compliance. But it, but it's just ignores some some of the other groups like the Pacific community. You know we should be uh, consulted, and, and I'm also disappointed the Pacific um, uh, member of parliament. You know they should be aware. Of this. They should understand. You know the implication of if if there's none of our community uh, is not um, engaged in this process, because once once it once it um, goes through, you know the usual stuff that our, our Pacific community. You know that the, the the rule will become, um, you know, the legislation will pass, and then we had to to draw the line. And by, by then, they used to say, "Oh, we had we gave you the, the chance to to participate in, in the process." But this particular thing, uh, from what I, I I picked up from the industry, they they uh, just ignore. But, but the other thing that need to be yeah, um, to be very in mind that um, New Zealand's already the you know the the standard of um, pig farming in New Zealand is one of the highest around the world. But you know you, you know the New Zealand actually imported about sixty percent of the of, of the pork meat. You know it actually come from overseas. They don't have to subject to the, the same rule and standard that we have here. So what the, the question is why why it is um, we have to pay the price? You know and and, and the stuff that we imported to the country. The same meat is does not have to subject to the, the strict requirement that, that the government is actually proposing. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart or Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Look at me for a lot next time more. <laughs>